Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This story was fascinating yesterday. It has since taken a new turn. But you could go right now to something called highbid.com. H-I-B-I-D. Highbid.com. Mm-hmm. And start bidding on auction items from the Adrian Peterson collection. That's right. That's right. The former NFL running back. The story started yesterday as he is selling his MVP, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year trophies, and more in an estate sale in Houston. See, I missed all that. I got stuck on the Adrian Peterson leather chair that's made out of alligator. There was that as well. When you see this, you go, your first reaction is, uh Mm uh-oh, right? Uh Uh-oh. You also realize how much money he spent on shoes. Uh Uh-oh. Here's jerseys. Here's random pairs of sunglasses. Mm -hmm. Probably got them for free. Um, Yep. Here's a uh, revolutionary war pistol. Yeah, yeah, whatever that was. Um, There's there's some type of sword you can buy. Um, Yes, a lot of fancy shoes. Yes. A lot of clothing. Yeah. There are, there's a three-pack of hoodies that I'm eyeing right now, Josh. Right now, Peterson's Rookie of the Year uh, trophy is going for $525, which doesn't seem like a lot. No, it really doesn't. But he's got a $4 pair of gold dress shoes, mm-hmm. size 11, if you're interested. I could care less about um, the football stuff. I like the three black hoodies for $3. Well, those apparently are still for sale. Okay. According to Adrian Peterson, this entire collection should not be available, including the trophies. Now he says he's turning around. He's going to file a suit against this company. Adrian Peterson went to uh, Instagram last night to clarify as he reads a prepared statement. (laughs) You tell me, (laughs) this is a minute, 10 seconds, okay? You tell me at which point he's reading and which point he's ad-libbing. It's it's blatantly clear. Very obvious. Recent rumors and media reports and a state sale company without my authorization included some of my trophies in a sale, despite clear instructions to leave personal items untouched. I did not authorize the sale of any of my trophies, and I will be taking legal action. Trusting this company without supervision was my mistake. We allowed them to go into several of our storage units with clear instructions. They clearly did something unlawful. I want to emphasize that I am financially financially stable it would never sell off my hard-earned trophies. And if I was going to sell them, I know people that I can sell them to. I wouldn't go online and sell my my, my personal items. Uh, randomly. There we go. So let that sink in. It's concerning that the media outlets did not Back um, to verify statement. this information with my publicist or me, because a lot of you guys have my number. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I just wanted to address this and and put in my own words because people have been texting me um, here the the past hour. But um, it's all good. 
I don't need the money. Right. I just I authorize somebody to go into my warehouse and sell my two Blazers custom made for Adrian Peterson's for three dollars on the website. Right. Uh, one bid, seven days left on it, uh-huh. but not my trophies. No, do not sell the trophies. He does have an Earl Campbell Houston Oilers jersey up there that's up to twenty two fifty right mm. now. Mm. I don't believe it's autographed, but I thought that would kind of be in your wheelhouse. You, you, you're a big fan of the uh, Earl. Earl Christian Campbell. He's the sausage king of Texas, just so you know. Mm. Uh, but the, those those black hoodies, man, that three pack for three dollars. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna click uh, watch this and and see if this item changes because I could be in the market for three Adrian Peterson hoodies. There's a lot of jeans. Yeah, a lot. You buy some yeah. buy some jeans, uh-huh. various sizes apparently his uh, his waist size went from 36 to 38 at some point at but, some point you know, who yeah. hasn't um if you go to dan dan you get those alterations done for free right there's a hat on here there's some coats there's some sweat i mean it, it is josh i'm looking at it right now there's well over 10 pages of, of items that are on there but don't give somebody the key to your storage unit and say go ahead and sell things wait, and then, wait, wait. i didn't mean that well they, you, you should have not sold that though i mean you no, know I, I wanted you I wanted you to get rid of the uh, the custom fitted dress shirts. Right. I didn't want you to get rid of my rookie of the year trophy. I wanted you to sell the Gucci blazer. Yes. Fifty six regular mm-hmm. size. I but wanted I... you to sell the Armani sweater. Right. So something's up. It's a li- it's an Adrian Peterson liquidation sale. How about a Ricky Williams signed Texas helmet too? There you you go. Can get, that's up at the twenty-seven fifty. I like just the regular things that you know he got for free. Yeah, that he's turning around. It's selling. Yeah, the sunglasses. Like Adidas yeah. sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, you didn't pay for that. No, like, that was really? given to you by the team. So I need to get four. I need to any up four bucks to get it from you. Fine, I'm in on that. I can do four dollars on a sweatshirt that you got for nothing. A lot of game balls that he was presented over the years are up for sale. There's some cleats on this list. Th- this took on a life of its own at my house last night. My wife was starting to go down the rabbit hole of how much is this guy worth, and like she found something that he's only worth like a million bucks. He made like ninety some million dollars playing, and the article said he only had like a million dollars left to his money. So financially sound, so yeah, he needs, maybe. So he kind of needs the money. He needs the three dollars from the NFL Films jacket, right? Two XL, right. And I'm sure he paid for that too. <laughs> so highbid.com. If you want to bid on some Adrian Peterson stuff, get those gold shoes and those uh, gold trophies while they last. He's frantically trying to get the trophies down. Apparently did not happen between last night and this morning though. No. Because they're still being sold on the, on the, uh, the bid site. So Adrian's going to make his money back. Um, Eric Hosmer. He's got a picture of some actress named Dorothy Dandridge up there for sale. Yeah. It's a black and white photo of yeah. some woman from the 50s. Right, no right. bids yet. Zero. No bids. No bids. Yeah. Where'd you get the photo? Is it a real photo? I, I don't know. Uh, so Eric Hosmer announced his retirement yesterday. He'll, yep. he'll join us as well. Coming up at 9 o'clock today. Going to catch up with Haas. That's good. We haven't we haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. And uh feel like Kansas City will be part of his... <laughs> his rotation now. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I don't think any place else will be part of his rotation. And, and and Hosmer is the perfect example for Chris Jones to look at when you talk about leaving for more money or staying in a place where you are loved. And once he signed with San Diego, everything that he accomplished here in Kansas City really didn't matter anymore to Padre fans. And Padre fans remember him not being a great productive player for them, but made a lot of money. Our friend Kathy, who's a big listener out in San Diego and the L.A. area, 
sent me a message yesterday. She goes, do you realize that when Hosmer was here, the people of, uh, of San Diego were complaining how much he spent on his wedding? I'm like, oh, my God, that's how much they didn't like Eric Hosmer, that they were fine-tooth combing every single thing that he did because he wasn't producing. And the message for me on that is, if you're Chris Jones, look at Eric Hosmer, man. He went and took more money, but I think at the end of the day, he probably should have said, you know what? Kansas City should have been my home. I could have made it my place, and I could have lived here my entire career and been loved here because he will go down as one of the great athletes. And really, he was the first superstar we had in Kansas City, Josh, since like Joe Montana and George Brett in those days, right? He was that homegrown phenom that was going to turn the franchise around. And what did he do? He was a homegrown phenom who turned the franchise around and won a World Series here in Kansas City. We had something called Hosmer Day. Yeah, we had six shirts to give away that day. Not our best promotion. No. Yeah, it may have been, actually, though. May 6th of 2011. Right. I'll never forget that day. We sat here, and they called him up in the middle of our show. Everybody was so giddy. Out the window of everything else that day. Like, we heard all about it, and they came up here, and he he delivered. He delivered, right? right? He produced, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we had hot, I, would, I remember, because I, I never got one of the shirts because we didn't, I mean, we never. Right, we didn't get one, yeah, yeah. But we had somebody go out there and wear it. Yeah. And then we were going to have something to give away, and I swear we had six. We had six of them, right? Yeah, that was the number. Hosmer Mania? Yeah. Was that Hosmer Mania, something I think like is that? what it said, yeah. Something like that? It's a rarity. So you can find that on Adrian Peterson. Yeah, Adrian Peterson <laughs> selling that for three dollars. <laughs> might be able to buy it for three bucks. <laughs> uh, but Eric Hosmer moving into the, uh, the, the the podcast space now. The Diggin' Deep podcast is something he announced yesterday yep. via his, uh, his uh, Twitter account that this is kind of his uh, next endeavor. There's a lot of bad media out there right now, and there's a lot of good media out there as well, but there's so much of it. Throughout my career, I've been in a lot of relatable situations to guys. You know, I've been the the highly touted prospect, the big draft pick, but at the same time, I've been the guy, the bottom guy on the totem pole. In Kansas City, I was I was the young guy. I couldn't do anything wrong in Kansas City. You know, they loved me out there. When I went to San Diego, I'll be the first to admit the performance wasn't what I wanted it to be, wasn't what I envisioned it to be. But at the same time, you know, some of the stuff that was being being written or some of the stuff that I read or people had tell me was you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing that due diligence in the locker room. I was actually doing the opposite of pulling people apart. And that's something to me where I felt like I was on an island right there. Like, I want to tell my story. I want to be able to tell people what's, what's going on here, what's really happening. But I just didn't have that platform. And I feel like baseball players in general don't have that platform. All right, so that's what he's going to be doing now. Yep. We'll talk to uh, Hosmer coming up at, uh, at 9 o'clock, I assume. He will consider us good media. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's loved here media. in Kansas City, right? Yeah. You want to go home? You come home. Come to Kansas City, man. We got your back here. We'll love you up because you were the first superstar we had. He was what Patrick Mahomes was before Patrick Mahomes, right? He was that superstar in town. Every kid had the Hosmer haircut. Hosmer and the guys were at every event in the community. People loved him up, you know, buying the, the drinks for everybody at McFadden's after they win in 14 and 15. I mean, like... Eric Hosmer is beloved in this town. And I think if he had to probably do it all over again, maybe you take a few less bucks to stay where everybody loves you. And we'll you don't have him. to go prove yourself. Yeah, we'll talk to him at 9 o'clock about yeah, that. So yeah. we'll talk to Eric Hosmer coming up at, uh, at 9. So uh, stay tuned for that. The silly season very much underway around the NFL, and it is glorious. And we will talk about it with Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio next. Can't touch this.
Time to check in with Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio. Of course, you can hear him overnights right here on 610 Sports Radio. It's brought to you every week by The Landing in Liberty. And Ben, have you seen a coach on a hotter seat in February than Nick Sirianni is right now? No, it's, it's good to be on with you guys again. And uh, it is wild because this story, it, it like it went down. Nobody talked about that. Obviously, we had the playoffs. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl and all that. And- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply and then all of a sudden the last like 10 days or so especially the last couple of days it's been nick sirianni this everyone's unloading their notebook their their speculation machine about what happened. I've I've heard some of this stuff for the last like couple of months. There's a lot of uh, connecting to AJ Brown that he was somehow involved in something that happened behind the scenes. But the Nick Sirianni reporting is so over the top. That my favorite is the Big Dom. That Nick Sirianni was a glass house of emotion or a glass case of emotion when Big Dom got kicked off the sidelines. He couldn't coach anymore. Is that the most? ridiculous story you've ever heard come on that's i mean i love an absurd story but that is so over the top what does big dom do exactly i don't i don't understand but that's the kind of stuff that's being passed around and i'm glad you brought up bob that you know that this time of the year is not a bad time of the year people think oh this is a bad time of the year you know you're on sports radio no this is so much fun this is this is what we live for the 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 stories the speculation what's going on who's going where it's a great time of the year well it's male gossip is what it is and 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 we're here for it and and we love it and the the whole nick sirianni thing is is a great like soap opera taking place right in front of our eyes that involves a football coach like it the whole big dom thing is one of the most bizarre things ever but it's sports i mean we blame everything and use everything as an excuse in sports yeah you're always looking for an excuse that's the the nature of it and it's like the post-game interview is mostly uh we lost but it's not my fault it's you know cya or i'm gonna cover uh cover your own blank and then blame blame somebody else but the the syrian thing the eagles didn't get rid of him right they had the chance they could have easily gotten rid of him nobody would have uh raised holy hell after the game against tampa bay they keep him around and now everyone's waiting with bated breath to find out which star eagle player they get rid of is it going to be aj brown is it, are the rumors right that he was involved in some shenanigans or or is it somebody else because if they can't bring the entire team back they're not going to bring the entire eagles team back but to go from what, what were they 10 and 1 to where they finished the season and no one be held accountable other than the coordinators that doesn't make any sense that's not how big time sports works i don't think unless they change the rules you mentioned this being the silly season. I, I I guess it's good that nobody keeps a scorecard of how much of the stuff we do talk about never comes to fruition. That's the best part of this this whole campaign, whether it's uh, uh, free agents or quarterbacks moving or trades happening. I love it because it is like all this stuff that actually doesn't come true. 
Well, and, and uh, back in my my younger days, I ran a rumor website, and I loved you know the rumor. Right, the rumor was great, I and mean, most things don't happen, but a lot of this stuff does happen. So let's let's factor that in. But we are all like uh, we're meteorologists, we're we're weather people, we're we're giving the forecast. We tell you what likely is going to happen, but not what is going to happen. And and the rumor thing, and I, I learned this thing. I love rumors, and I, the rumors are more fun when they become reality. They're often not that fun. Like the rumor is fun when the trade actually happens. Eh, I don't enjoy it as much, but I like the speculation, like the draft. I'm not a big draft guy, but I like to chatter about who's going to get traded and stuff like that. I'm into that a little bit, but once the draft actually happens and these guys have to play, eh, you start seeing all their warts and all their imperfections and they start stinking and you're like, yeah, that guy's not that good. And it's like, come on. Talking with Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio here on 610 Sports Radio. And you mentioned guy that's not that good, but was doing the rounds the other day, and that's Justin Fields. How does this situation play out with him? Yeah, so I, I love the the Justin Fields story. I, I did a monologue on the Overnight Show about this because Justin Fields did a podcast interview with a couple of buddies of his, uh, one of his teammates in particular. And he was like, well, you know, I, I just didn't want to see – any football stuff he was going on vacation he wants any football stuff on his timeline like if you go on vacation how how hard is it just to not look at instagram like i i can do it i'm able i stay off x what used to be called twitter during the day i used to be on there all the time but you know it, it annoyed me so i don't go on there until you know at night when i'm on the on the show or whatever but it is possible uh, but he's gone. He's obviously gone. He knows he's gone. He's upset, Justin Fields. He, I get the vibe he wanted to stay in Chicago. He thought there was a chance he could stay there, and he realizes he's going to have to go somewhere else, and he doesn't like it. He's upset by it. He's annoyed by it. But what about any publicity being good publicity? You should soak all this up. Considering how ineffective Justin Fields has been, the fact that there's supposedly going to be a bidding war between teams to get him is fascinating because he hasn't been very good. If he was good, the Bears would have kept him and they would have traded the number one pick again. But instead, he's got to, he's going to leave Chicago. And so there's there's a lot to that story. There's a lot that we don't know that we will learn in the coming days. And I look forward to that as well. Another terrific offseason move, um, you know, washing your team away from your social media timeline is just I don't I, I don't know what it compares to back in back in the day, but I find it I find it terrific because it just adds another layer of drama everywhere. Well, it's a great passive aggressive behavior. Uh, it is it is wonderful, but it's directed. And the great thing about being a star athlete is there's always some like fanboy monitoring your social media. So you don't actually have to announce, Hey, I'm unfollowing the bears. Cause like 17 guys uh, in, in you know, greater Chicago, be like, Oh, did you see what happened? I can't believe that. Oh my, my goodness. Uh, now I look forward to the other stories we look forward to uh, for me. And I, we've talked about this on, on in years past is the uh, so-and-so who's a free agent is looking at schools. That's always a fun one in certain cities, you know, considering so-and-so and then the, Dallas Cowboys on my bingo card. I have the Dallas Cowboys signing a washed up offensive player who used to be obviously great, but Jerry Jones saying that this is going to put the Cowboys over the top. They're guaranteed to win the Super Bowl. Will that be Derrick Henry this year? Is that going to be there? I don't know, but we'll find out. We, we look forward to that. Ben Maller with us here on 610 Sports Radio. And the Chiefs have some decisions to make. They've got Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed both due for big bucks. If you could only sign one of those guys, Ben, who are you taking? 
Yeah, so I I would keep Chris Jones. I think Chris Jones is gone, though. I don't think he's going to be there. But if it was me, I, I would keep Chris Jones as the anchor uh, of that defense. I don't think he's going to be back. And I, I think the other thing with the Chiefs is which receiver are they going to go at? I mean, they got to get somebody, right? Whether it's Mike Evans or one of these other guys, maybe A.J. Brown. We just mentioned him from the Eagles who might be available. So, they got to they got to adjust that, but but Chris Jones, the heart and soul of the the the, the chief team, the only thing you're concerned about is like how many more dominant years does he have, right? Is this is this going to be a short term situation? Does Snead have longer? Probably so. So if that if that becomes the issue, if you go by the analytics based on the age thing, you'd probably go the other direction. Yeah, it. I think that's the problem though, right? Good teams face that we probably haven't, especially if you win. I think the Patriots probably went through this, and they were like like cold-hearted almost, like gone, 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 gone. That's a that's a tough business to be in when you're talking about, you know, winning things and then having to decide whether or not people can come back based on your budget. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a salary cap truther, so I, I always go by, hey, if you really want to keep someone, you can keep them. Right? You really want to keep someone, you can work out the numbers. You can move signing bonuses into something else and move some decimal points around. Uh, look at all the great accountants on Wall Street that are able to pull that off. Uh, NFL teams can do that, and if they want to, right? If they want to, but it's easier just to get rid of certain guys. And you also, it's like it's kind of that weird thing Phil Jackson used to talk about when he. I remember I was around him a lot when he coached the Lakers, and he talked about they were winning a lot, but you always had to make a few changes every year, right? You, you couldn't bring the same team back. You couldn't bring the same group back. It's part of the, uh, the uh, I don't know what the word, the, the circle of life in sports. And that's why it's so hard to keep winning, which the Chiefs have been able to do the last few years because they, they you do have to thin the herd and get rid of guys every year. And then the problem is not getting rid of guys. It's replacing them and getting good players in, obviously. That's the, that's the problem. So and the Chiefs the- have been pretty good at it, though. Yeah, I was going say, the Chiefs have been pretty good about it. And, and and you mentioned the wide receivers, and Mike Evans is like the favorite, if you will, the betting favorite to come to Kansas City. How would he change the offense for KC? Well, I, he would provide them the, the centerpiece, right? He would make things easier for everyone else because you, you you feed everything through Mike Evans. The only red flag with Mike Evans is another, the age thing. You know, you look, he's like, I think he's 30 years old. You're like, well, that's around the time guys start to decline in performance. But he's been so productive. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer based on his stats in Tampa. He's checked all the boxes for Hall of Fame. And he's like midway through his career, maybe maybe more than midway. But, yeah, he would be the guy. He would replace Tyreek Hill, which is odd to say because they won two Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill. So, like, do they really need to replace Tyreek Hill? It just would make things easier. It would make things like the car would run smoother during the regular season with a guy like Mike Evans. Ben, we appreciate the time. Enjoy your football less weekend and uh, spring training starts. Hopefully the uniforms hold up. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, yeah, hopefully they're not see-through. And go Royals. They can win the Cactus League, guys. The yeah. Royals. There you go. Ben yeah. Maller of Fox Sports Radio with us here on 610 Sports Baby Radio. Steps. Yeah, Baby win the Cactus steps. League. All right. It's, uh, it's cutting time. Apparently. Time to say goodbye, huh? Yeah, and some odds are out as to who comes here. We'll get to that next. Is your cell phone working today? I think so. Or is there like a I guess there's an outage. Nationwide outage going I, I, I don't on or something? know. I mm. you know, I'm on a lot of these email lists or whatever, how I get on them, I don't know. But apparently the Dallas Morning News just sent out like a breaking email alert. 
and I saw Nick Bender of Channel 9, the uh, the weather dude over there who I see at the J all the time, and and he tweeted, like, is your cell phone working this morning? And uh, some people from Lawrence were like, oh, there's an outage over here as well and, and whatnot. So the Dallas Morning News is saying there's a widespread cellular outage this morning affecting customers on AT&T, Cricket Wireless, Verizon, T-Mobile, and other service providers. So apparently everybody's being affected by this. Now, my text messages are working this morning. I, I may be an antiquated dinosaur. The last thing I use my phone for is talking to somebody, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And that's that's like a lot of the – that's a lot of networks. So I don't know. Yeah. So I have Cricket, and so you said it's just for the cell phone like us uh, and calling? I don't know. Oh, because I, I, I was like, I'm on Twitter, and it, it just reloaded for me, so it right? definitely worked. Yeah, the, the Wi-Fi, the, the data's working, and the yeah, that, all that's working. I've been fine. I've been getting you know text messages all morning long, but I again, I wouldn't know if my phone was down unless some scammer calls me trying to sell me something. Which, by the way, your blocker that you can put on there to block unidentified numbers and spam calls, and if the, basically if the number's not in your phone, your phone doesn't ring. Is the best thing ever on the phone because now I don't get any phone calls. Um. My application is not incomplete. Whoever keeps calling me, yes, I have not, yeah, fi- I've I've not, not filed. I don't an have. Application, I don't right, have right. an application for the timeshare relief or whatever right. the hell yeah. you're doing. I, it's unbelievable. You don't need to. You don't need to call me back, and it doesn't require prompt attention because I didn't fill it out. Who's paying place. these people to call us? That, that's the thing that I want to know. Are you, how are you making money back on yeah, this kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah. Scamming people is what you're doing. Don't get mad. Get glad. Just accept that this is the deal. All right. We're going to have another playoff game on streaming. Yep. Amazon is going to get a uh, a game. Why? They're paying $120 million for it. Right. That's why. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, they've reached agreement with the NFL on a $120 million deal to have the exclusive rights to stream an NFL playoff game next season. Amazon had passed on the opportunity to air the game this past season. And that went to uh, Peacock in a $110 million deal. So Amazon got the first right of, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you guys want this? $120 yeah. million in. We did 110 million. last year. Let's see what we can get this uh, year. You want $120 million? Okay, we're in yeah, for we're a year in. two. Yeah. So just just don't be mad. Just this is this is the deal. Stuff's for sale. Mm-hmm. And ways I'm good to, with it. Ways to consume are, are up for, for grabs. And, you know, they're going to. Turn down 120 million bucks. You know what, what could also happen too? The networks could ante up more money and keep it on on uh, Rabbit Ears TV. If yeah, they wanted, if they to, right? wanted to, right? Yeah, right? if they wanted to, but I'm they're sure, already paying a billion a year for the game, right. right? But I'm sure yeah. the NFL would be like, "All right, you want to you want to give us 130? We'll keep it on NBC or whatever." Right. If you don't, okay, well, it's up for sale. It's up for sale, and we'll like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of to the point like, don't get mad about it. It's just. Part of the reality. Well, for me, the reality is pretty simple. We saw a story the other day that the salary cap in the NFL is going to be upwards of $250 million per year. The salary cap is based on the amount of revenue that is generated nationally for the NFL. And then they divide it all out. They've got their formula. The more money that they generate, the higher that the salary cap goes. And they're supposed to see a pretty good growth in the salary cap this year. I think it's going to go from like roughly around 240 to two, like a $10 million growth in the salary cap. Like it's going to be a big jump in the salary cap. Well, how, how do you get that number to grow? You take in more money and you take in more revenue. These games that are being farmed out and streamed out for the postseason are roughly about $3 million plus million per team. You think about two of those, 
that's a salary cap growth right there of almost six to seven million dollars per team. And so if you want to keep Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed here in the fold, you need that salary cap number to be big, right? How do you get that salary cap number to be big? You find ways to generate more money. And that's how the NFL based their salary cap and how the growth seems to go with the salary cap. During the COVID years, we saw a little bit where it kind of stayed stagnant and didn't really go and they borrowed against the future. We're out of all of that now. And, and we're moving towards a, a point in time where NFL revenues continue to grow. I love it from that standpoint. Like, you can't be one of those folks who complains that we're not spending the money uh, on players and then bitch that the salary cap or the, that the, the games are on the streaming service, right? You, you can't do that. You can't complain about that kind of stuff because without the streaming service, without the networks, without Amazon, Apple, all these folks paying the freight for these games – well, then the salary cap's not going to grow, and then we're right. not going to keep our players here in the fold in Kansas City. And so for me, when I see that they farmed out this game again, and it's going to be $120 million coming into the coffers of the NFL, I do that quick math, divide by 32, here we sit, and boom, the salary cap is going to go up. That's how we get the salary cap to grow and make it better for us. And so that's why they're doing this, to give you as a fan the opportunity to see your players stay here in Kansas City or wherever that is. You now have more money to spend because the salary cap has grown because business is good for the National Football League. And to me, that's what it all factors into because they're not just pocketing that money. They're continually growing the salary cap because they have to in order to share that money back with their players. It's almost, Josh, a 50-50 split with the owners and the players in the NFL. Not quite there yet, but it's almost a 50-50 split when it comes to all of that revenue. And so the more money that the owners generate, the more money that the league generates, the more money that the players can make, the higher the salary cap could go, the easier it is to retain Chris Jones and Legereus Sneak. Cool. All right. So I'll have to stream another game. Big deal. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find exactly. It. We'll find it. Uh, NFL.com put out its uh, list of potential uh, cap casualties heading towards a free agency. Chiefs had a couple on this list. One you're probably not going to be sad about. Um, MVS, there's no reason to bring him back, right? Um, had a, a couple nice playoff catches for sure, but uh, in-season production, not not going to justify his right. his salary. A $14 million cap hit for 2024. He's already made, what, 20-plus million in two seasons? Mm-hmm. Hasn't really given you much production. Yeah, that, I, I'm good with that. That yeah. feels like feels like and gone. The other one, they admit it would be a bit surprising, and I think it'd be a massive surprise. Justin Reed. Yeah, I think that would be a terrible cut by this organization, and I don't think they're going to cut Justin Reed. I don't He's either. kind of that leader of your defense right now, right? Like, Or one of the leaders of your defense right now. And a hell of a football player. You're not going to find a way to replace Justin Reed uh, with anybody. I don't care who you go out there and try to get right now. He's been an unbelievable player for this organization. Free up almost 11 million in cap space. Yeah, but I don't think they're doing that one. But that—that's one. Are you freeing up cap and making your team better? Or are you just freeing up cap because you're not making your team better by cutting Justin Reed? You're giving your chance a team to be better by cutting MVS. There's no question about that. But Justin Reed is one of the more productive players on this team. So that one, admittedly, they say it would be a surprise, and I would, yeah. I would think that'd be a massive surprise if he. I think they consider mm-hmm. him a, a pretty valuable piece to this, uh, to this defense and leadership and all those kind of things. And then another one that would be uh, would be interesting because I think I think the Chiefs should go for this in a heartbeat. Right. Um, Hunter Renfro with the Raiders. Yeah, you got to have Hunter Renfro in Kansas City. He can play both for the Royals and the Chiefs. That's I like what I'm that. thinking. Yeah. 
That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I do like that move a lot. Loved him coming out of the draft. Yeah, he was great. Uh, but also, yeah. and it can why hit not fastball and turn on an inside pitch too? Why not make it easier on everybody to go? Hey, where's Hunter Renfro playing? Right. Playing, and you say Kansas City, and it's done. Right. Get them both. Get both Hunter Renfros on right. both sides of the parking lot. Right. Exactly. Go get them. So go, <laughs> go get them. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'd split the cost. I don't know. I don't know. But you could also split a jersey, half Royals, half Chiefs, with Renfro yeah, on the back. Yeah. I, I like all the possibilities we need, here. We with need this. both Hunter Renfros in Kansas. Yeah. City. Now, be if very confusing. Here, if and then they, they both get, come here. Yeah. Got to get the same number then, because then it works out where you can split the jersey. Oh, you don't I work see what it you're out. doing. Yeah. I mean, it can't be a single digit. Like you can't be four and yeah, try to split right, that. Right, right, right. I know that Rashi Rice is taken and and what I'd give him twenty on the baseball side. I wouldn't have any problems with twenty. Yeah. And then. Another interesting one is Tredavious White with the Buffalo Bills. What do you think about that one? That would be ironic, wouldn't it? That's the guy they got for the Mahomes pick, right? Would that not Imagine be a nice? Imagine that. Oh, my God. The Buffalo Bills offseason of torment continues. Yeah. They cut Tredavious White and he signs here. Not, not even that, but you cut the guy you drafted instead of Mahomes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you, you think your, Buffalo thinks about that? You got, your, you got your guy. You got yeah. your guy, though. You got Josh Allen. You got your guy. But do you yeah. think Buffalo would think about that? I don't, do you think they I, pine over this I thing? I think fans would, yeah. That guy, Mahomes is still there, and the, this guy's not. But the odds of anybody you draft at that position being there as long as a quarterback these days in the NFL are very slim. And you, then the Charger list has just about everybody. Yeah, cut the whole team. They've got a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. the Chargers. So. And, but they're picked to win the division. Right. It's going to be tough, though, with all the players yeah. gone. Uh, some massive baseball excuses to get to because, <laughs> oh you know, we wouldn't start spring training without them next. So baseball's underway. First spring training game tomorrow afternoon here on 610 Sports Radio. Royals at Rangers. They can get their first road win of the year. But the first one is tonight. First one is tonight. Well, though, yeah. to this, afternoon. this afternoon. I think it's uh, Dodgers and Padres, right? Yes, on ESPN. Mm. So uh, 2 o'clock tomorrow here on 610 Sports Radio. It's also time of year for baseball excuses, of course. Oh, we got some good right. ones. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we do. We have some really good ones. So... What was going to be a great thing, it was pitched to us as a great thing. This uh-huh. is awesome. Now was a detriment to the entire last season or something? Is that well, it depends on who you ask, right? And, and we're talking about the World Baseball Classic. Brady Singer is blaming the World Baseball Classic for why he had a bad year last year. Can we trade him? <laughs> Seriously, I, like, I, I just don't have time for this. I just don't have time for these baseball excuses. You pitched in one game of the World Baseball Classic, and you're blaming that for why your season was turned upside down. If you're not mentally tough enough to overcome the World Baseball Classic and then focus on the season, are you mentally tough enough to be an ace in Major League Baseball? I I just, I, I don't have the time of day for these kinds of excuses. You're a major league baseball player. Didn't get regular enough throwing in because of the World Baseball Classic, and that threw off his entire season. Threw off the entire year. We heard about it years ago about bunting with Moose. Well, it's May. We can't teach him how to bunt. We got to wait till spring training next year. Why? 
Like, I, I'm 47 years old. You're over 50. We've lived a good portion of our lives, right? We're adults. We have children, the whole nine yards. I just don't have time to coddle Major League Baseball Life's players about anymore. about making adjustments. Yeah, and dealing with adversity. You couldn't deal with the adversity of the World Baseball Classic and ruined your whole season? That's not a guy I want on my team. Well, plus, the the, the belief was we send our guys to the World Baseball Classic. This is good. They're good, representing yeah. America. They're around the biggest stars of the game. Right. It was uh, believed to be uh, great for Bobby Witt. Right. Worked out to, well for he him. He got to be around some of the biggest stars, and he, he seemingly fit right in. Yeah, it was awesome. the season he yeah, had. great. So good for one was not good for another, apparently. Yeah, I, just, I, I just can't, Josh. I just don't have it in my being anymore or for my mental health. I just don't have the mental health capacity anymore to digest baseball excuses. And I'm sure somebody will put on their polyester baseball pants and tell me, you don't understand routine with these guys. No, what I understand is how to adjust and make adjustments because I'm a routine guy. And sometimes things do change and you got to make adjustments. Like maybe I'm not getting to the gym today at noon because something came up and I have to adjust my schedule and then I get back on track, right? Like it's all about making adjustments. If you're a major league baseball player and you go an entire six month season saying, I just couldn't get on track because of the world baseball classic. I can't buy that. I just can't. I think that is the lamest possible excuse that you can use. And most of these baseball excuses are lame excuses. Adjust, man. Be an adult. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the lack of adjustment in 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 baseball. It feels like they are the the least uh, comfortable in making any kind of pivot. The Chiefs pivoted in a big way, and it led them to winning a Super Bowl. The the, the Chiefs had less rest than everybody else at the end of the season. Right. Right. What did they do about it? Changed their entire offense and won a championship. Okay. They just did something. They did something they about it. They did something about it. Yeah, baseball can't. I can't, I pitched in the baseball. World Baseball Classic and it ruined my whole year. Well, then you're probably not yeah. cut out to be a major league baseball player. No. Like I'm just over it, Josh. I am. Like I can't tolerate it anymore. It's like my kids leaving out socks, right? Your kids leaving out socks, not doing what you say. You just get to the point where you're over it. And I am so over the baseball excuses. This is freaking baseball, man. You're not doing anything that difficult. So, again, we're like a week underway, right? A week. Mm-hmm. Haven't had games yet. As a beat writer for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Hope I'm pronouncing this gentleman's name right. Kodai Senga. Yeah, Kodai Senga. Pitcher for the Mets. He's their ace. He's ex- uh, he's their ace? Okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's their shows ace. Shows you how little baseball I've paid right. attention to. Um, <laughs> he's experiencing a bit of arm fatigue. We're a week into spring training. We're already sore. We're already tired. Good Lord. He's got he's got arm fatigue. You just got here. What do baseball players do when they can't open the jar of pickles? You just got here. Your arm's fatigued? Well, this is going to go great. I mean, we joke about Binkley with the help desk. You just desks. got here a week ago. Baseball players may use help desks more than Binkley. Arm fatigue, the Mets should have more information in the coming days. <laughs> Arm fatigue. Right. Arm fatigue. Uh, baseball. You're a week into spring training, sir. Yeah, my arm's tired. Okay. What have you been doing? I mean, baseball players are so soft, man. They are so soft. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Oh, I mean, my arm's tired. It's February 21st. You just got here. You just got here. You've been here a week. We got a long season to go. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. My arm's tired. 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to play this year. I, I pitched in that World Baseball Classic. It really threw me off. Really? I made some adjustments in spring training that just didn't pan out. How about make some adjustments in the regular season? Yeah, you go ahead and change well, it a little bit. I can't do that. July. It's, it's spring. Wait till next spring training. Get my practice at bats in. Mm. And 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 people in the baseball world just lap this stuff up, and they and they, I mean, yeah, like, just nod your head, going, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah day game man. after a night game. I can't. Uh, God I forbid, I do a phone call. <laughs> yeah, like I, the excuse making that went on from the old PR guy with the Royals was unbelievable. I have zero. I just have zero patience. No patience for this at all. No, especially when you look at football players and hockey players and basketball players, right? You know, you can say what you want about the rest in basketball. Those guys gut it out, man. There's a lot of hitting that takes place on the basketball court. I do get ticked about the oblique injuries, too. In baseball? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Oh, God, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, how many football players, you're on the sidelines. Have you seen them slice off a leg and those guys get back out there on the next play? You know how hard Joe Tooney was trying to come back? Let's talk about Nick Allegretti. His pec was ripped. Or Nick Allegretti. They just threw a brace on it. He had a a tear in his elbow. Let, let, let's let, let's talk about Nick Allegretti for a second. It's a tear, a tear in his elbow during the game. During the before game. Before the two-minute warning. And they're like, eh, let's do just you, give me a brace. Let's go. Do you, do you really think Nick Allegretti is going to go, yeah, I can't play in this game because my arm hurts? Mm. I've got leg fatigue, coach. I'm not going to be able to play in this game today. What do you mean you have leg fatigue? Uh, my legs are tired. It's July. Mahomes goes, oh, I've got arm fatigue, Andy. I can't go out there, coach. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Mahomes? I got arm fatigue. Like, we wouldn't tolerate it from a football player, right? Nobody would tolerate that kind of stuff from a football player. Baseball player says, everybody's like, well, get out of the way, man. This yeah. is a six-month yeah. recovery. Yeah. Well, you know why Brady Singer wasn't good last year? It was that World Baseball Classic. Okay, find something else in your bag of excuses and tell me why Brady Singer wasn't good last year. Don't tell me the World Baseball Classic. Because it sounds like to me, maybe Brady Singer just isn't a good major league pitcher. I don't know. Well, he's bought into baseball excuses too, like most of them have. Because nobody holds him accountable. Everybody just goes along oh, yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, All these yeah. baseball well, yeah. beat writers lap it up like a cat with warm milk. Not blah, 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 blah. just baseball beat writers, baseball. Does. Baseball does. Baseball oh, does. yeah. Baseball does. Oh, you pitch in the world baseball class. Yeah, that's really going to set him back. We give the guy space. Yeah. You don't know what he's dealing with. He just pitched in the world baseball classic. Or didn't. Yeah, or didn't. Yeah, he didn't. You didn't. Know, didn't pitch a lot in that, so yeah. that was a problem too. Ugh. I'm confused. I'm sorry. Didn't the MVP who plays two ways in the MLB also play in the World Baseball Classic? And guess what? He did phenomenal during the Shohei regular season. Yeah, Shohei yeah. Otani, right, he's right. a good baseball player. Exactly. We make baseball excuses for guys that we want to be good that aren't very well, good. I don't know. He's got his arm. His arm fell off. Yeah. Well, did he play in the World Baseball Classic for that though? No. I can't pitch this year. Well, it was the World Baseball Classic. Know, that maybe, did it to me. maybe if he hadn't, his arm would still be on. And he wouldn't just have to just only hit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. God, it's, it's, it's just so infuriating. I can feel my anxiety rising right now talking about this. That's how much it ticks me off.